Okay, we're back with the Flannel Boys podcast. I'm Matt. That's Cyrus. Hi, Cyrus. Hi. Are you ready to just jump right into the juiciest and grossest story of the week in sports? Yes. Yes. So... I don't know what else to say. (laughs) We're just going to have to do it. We just got to get right in. So Kansas City Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt, who's having an amazing sophomore year on one of the best teams in football. He just, uh, a video came out of him assaulting multiple women while he was clearly very, very intoxicated in a Cleveland hotel. And this incident happened back in February. So when the video came out, I believe the video came out on Thursday or Friday, the Chiefs Mm -hmm. sent him home for today, and then they cut him like the next day. Uh, Not necessarily for the incident in question, but because apparently when the NFL got word of the video and the Chiefs approached Hunt about it, he lied about it saying he didn't know anything about the assault. And that's why it's not for the incident it's for lying it got found out yeah it got (laughs) it got found out found out and he lied (laughs) and he lied um so first things first we have to parse through the video cyrus have you seen the video in question i have and thoughts on it um i was i was kind of surprised because you know it was in like a hallway with like a lot of people you know i was very surprised that this wasn't this is like just got out or was kind of like just talked about really because there was like you know his obviously his friends were involved but there was like three or four women like this was in like a a hallway not like in some like elevator like ray rice or you know something like that um it was like a pretty public setting (laughs) yeah so it was it looked to be him and maybe two or three of his friends and then this woman that he was in an argument with and two or three of her friends and what happened was he was very clearly intoxicated a little belligerent and he shoved her and he pushed her to the ground and he like walked away like looking to sort of cool off and then the woman got back up and got back in his face and his friend's faces and then he shoved her again and then a woman's friend came over and then she got knocked to the ground and it looked like Hunt kicked her um i i don't know how to parse this sensitively but it's not like he um just like punted her face it kind of looked like he shoved her away with his foot yeah and then he also before that uh it looks like he ran into his friend who then ran into someone (laughs) and it was a pretty violent like motion it was violent. It's hard to like make these comparisons because it doesn't make it better. Like what he did yeah. was clearly wrong and disgusting and fucked up. Um, but it wasn't as it wasn't as comparing it to the other famous star running back video. It wasn't as mm-hmm. clean as when Ray Rice knocked out his wife, where he like wound up his fist and just socked her across the face and she was down this looked more like he was kind of just like his his movements were clearly influenced by booze he was wobbly he Mm -hmm. couldn't uh, it doesn't make it 
better. The intention is still to hurt women and hurt a person, but the the shots themselves weren't as uh, physically speaking hurtful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So that happened in February in a Cleveland hotel. And it sounds like the NFL got word of the video. However, um, they didn't pursue it at all, really. They, I think, like, requested the video, and then the hotel was like, no. And then it was like, okay, we're the NFL. We don't really have any power, so. Yeah, but they also told, <laughs> they, they also told the Chiefs not to pursue it as well, <laughs> which is crazy. And then when the Chiefs got word of the incident, as we mentioned, they asked Hunt about it, and he said he didn't know anything about it. And then just recently, like all insane celebrity assault videos, TMZ were the Mm -hmm. ones who released it. And now everybody's in hot water, Hunt's out of a job, and he's also facing a six-game suspension from the NFL for a separate assault incident. Mm -hmm. So with all that being said, where do you land on this? Do you think that the... it sounds like Hunt is remorseful. I don't know if he's remorseful that the incident happened or that he got... He got caught. Yeah, he got <laughs> exposed. Um, but where do you land on all this? I mean, I'm sure someone will, unfortunately, like sign him and all that. I saw like, he did some <laughs> interview where he was talking. He did like that kind of like what every person does where it's like, I was raised better than this. Like, I have a mother and grandmother i have oh like yeah everyone <laughs> i have i have a daughter yeah it's yeah. kind of like that and then he talked but it, it was just kind of i don't know he it was that was just like the thing that the pr thing that you're supposed to do i mean i'm sure some awful team will sign him because it's like we focus on football here and not like off-field character issues and all that kind of stuff um but yeah, I mean, I think it's like if he was some older player that didn't have all this potential, like everyone would be like, oh, he's never playing in the NFL again. And I don't think you can really chalk that up yet. Yeah, you're right. Because he is a he's a young star. And it's funny because the Chiefs have a notorious domestic abuser on their team currently, Tyreek Hill, who I believe choked out his girlfriend while she was pregnant. So, um, I'm surprised that they were willing <laughs> to be so harsh on Hunt, maybe because it's so prominent and noticeable, yeah. which kind of makes me, like, it kind of reaffirms my belief that all NFL teams are horrible, and it's kind of just like a, it's a turnstile merry-go-round situation where if one team doesn't want them because of the bad publicity, another team will pick them up, just because... Yeah. Now, obviously, there are certain teams that their like ethos is a little more uh, sorted than others. Say, the Cowboys who signed Greg Hardy after the Panthers cut him, or or the Redskins, or the Redskins who are currently running Adrian Peterson and recently made claims on Reuben Foster after I was going <laughs> after was domestic violence it, incident. I think it boils down to next year. Are we gonna get like an alert? <laughs> on everyone's like phone from ESPN that's like Tyree Kill or Tyree Kill. Um, you know, 
wh- who's gonna sign him basically the cowboys or the um the redskins the redskins <laughs> i think kareem hunt will have a job next year yeah and i think i'm gonna call it now he's gonna be on the cowboys well i mean the cowboys already have a star running back who is also a domestic abuser <laughs> i know and then that's the one two tandem and everyone's like oh this is gonna be the best like running back situation ever and then no one talks about the other stuff i i don't think the cowboys will sign on because uh, because they have zeke because it's yeah, that's quote true. it's quote unquote not a good football decision however i think he will end up on the team i think he's gonna end up on a worse team, a worse I th- team. yeah i think you know the chiefs are so good um they can afford to they can afford they can afford to cut him i, I hate that we're talking about it in these terms yeah. but it, so it's, he'll be like on the jaguars what, uh, they have four not that the jets probably the jets yeah the jets or even worse the patriots will pick him up and make him a star <laughs> again <laughs> yeah just uh something like that i don't know i like okay do you think that the chiefs should have cut him yes yeah me too yeah i think it's it's just not worth the like i think if you're looking at it from like uh there's gonna be outrage it's not worth that but also like you gotta i don't know like they should have done something sooner um but yeah like until this like behavior is not tolerated anymore it's gonna happen I, i have a good question for you so there are currently a bunch of players in the nfl playing who still have jobs who have assault cases going domestic abuse cases going sexual assault cases going do you think there is a path for atonement and redemption i have no idea um i really don't actually uh i think my logic has always kind of been i think as long as they are a good player still, like someone will take a risk on that. I think though that when you boil down to like these redemption stories and you know, you've kind of seen it with like other players, like I think Derek Rose has kind of been the more notable one this like year in the NBA, but like how this stuff kind of gets boiled down to like off field issues that were a distraction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah uh and isn't like explained fully to people i think that's when like the major disservice is there so i think like when you read like online comments and stuff it's like people deserve a second chance and all that yeah i i mean you can say that but i think also you're not harming someone's second chance if you say like oh that's the guy that punched his wife or that's the guy that kicked someone while they were on the ground yeah so I've got one example in mind, and it's probably the only example out there. So Brandon Marshall, who I believe is on the Saints now, you know, he was a star player when he came into the league, one of the best wide receivers. And in the early parts of his career, when he was on the Broncos and the Dolphins, he had all sorts of assault issues, all sorts mm-hmm. of drinking and mm-hmm. drug issues. And he was... Um, accused of domestic abuse by his current wife. I think there was also some sort of choking incident there too. Anyway, Brandon Marshall in this process 
he got help. He went to therapy. He discovered he had borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. He started taking medication for it. And in that process, he also became an advocate for mental health and people with borderline personality disorder. And he started Mm -hmm. a foundation to help people own their mental health issues and remove the stigma from it. And he's also become a champion for his wife and her career and his mother as well. So mm-hmm. that that's that's the redemption story. Like Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall is the redemption story. You have mm-hmm. you have to do all these things to sort of like be worthy. And Brandon Marshall is a no. I agree with that. Yeah, he's one of the most intelligent and thoughtful people in the league, and you know he makes a bunch of TV appearances to talk about his issues. And the issues in the league and the issue like societal issues. I think that if you want that story, you can't score a bunch of touchdowns and run for a bunch of yards. You have to do the work off the field to mm-hmm. reform yourself and repair your relationships and atone. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the one ex- like Brandon Marshall is the exception. Like very few people mm-hmm. do all that sort of work. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I uh, I don't know. I think that everybody who has Kareem Hunt on their fantasy team should probably pick up Spencer Ware. <laughs> I don't think he's... Uh... It's weird because when these guys have these scandals and then they're like suspended or they're out for a bit, they come back and they're not necessarily as good. It's strange when that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, like, as players, they're not as great. Well, Adrian Peterson's kind of to form, but he's old. And <laughs> Zeke Elliott is good, but it's not, like, his rookie season. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, did you ever notice that? How when these guys come back from these scandals, they're not as good as they were when they left? Yeah, I mean, I think it's because, like, it takes them, like, half a year to kind of like get back you know i think obviously there's something like weighing probably on them like mentally but also like you know from a athlete thing they're probably like out of shape and haven't been you know competing yeah uh on the same kind of like level but yeah i mean i think it's just one of those things where like kareem hunt will sign with someone and then be okay and then like a year later we'll be great again and everyone's like oh what a redemption story yeah that's true yeah it's funny when you mentioned derrick rose because he didn't he's not even that great he scored 50 points in one game and everybody's like he's back (laughs) (laughs) his knees they're healed yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um one more issue before we put this to the rest. Um, why does the NFL keep on fucking this up? <laughs> they did almost nothing. They were completely reactive, absolutely not proactive in this investigation. Because no, it like it's not going to hurt them. <laughs> well, that's probably the best point. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, what's gonna, what's gonna happen? They really are. People are, people are more upset about like protests than this. That's true. <laughs> if uh, Reuben Foster can get a job and Colin Kaepernick can't, then yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's sad. That's a quick summary. <laughs> Yeah, you nailed it. They really are too big to fail, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna get cocky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, good for you. <laughs> nice summary there. Nice summary. Thank you. Okay, you wanna take a short break and we'll be right back? Works for Okay, and we're back. And we have to talk about the hip, cool indie band who's coming into town. So he plays for the Charlotte Hornets. He's been in the league for about seven years. And just now he's starting to go mainstream. And he goes by the name of Kemba Walker. So Kemba was always kind of this rogue legend, like kind of this folk hero who played on this team that nobody cared about because they are perennially bad. And they had this one star player who was a national champion at UConn and a first-round draft pick. And he had this weird shooting style, but he was super fast, and he was, like, fun to watch. And every year, you know, the basket bloggers would be like, oh, yeah, everyone should pay attention to Kemba. But, you know, nobody did because the Hornets suck. (laughs) But now, this year, he's doing amazing His shooting style is a little more conventional. His mechanics are a little more conventional. And, you know, he's seventh in points per game in the league, and he's putting up these 50-point games, and he's fun, fast. and Kemba Walker is now what John Wall should have been. (laughs) (laughs) And he has the Hornets in playoff contention. You know, it's in the Eastern Conference, but, you know, they're seventh in the East right now. That's That's a big deal. So... I have to say that I didn't really pay attention to Kemba Walker before, but now that he's in my face, I'm like, damn, he's really cool. He's really cool. Does that make me a bandwagon (laughs) fan? Yeah. (laughs) Did you watch Kemba Walker highlights on the reg before this year? No. (laughs) I I remember like him on you at UConn. Then him getting drafted. And then not thinking about him for seven years. And then him being like, oh yeah, he's on the Hornets still. <laughs> yeah. But now he's ridiculous. <laughs> he's so fast. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah. yeah. So he's he's turning it up for his contract year. I expect people to like come up to me and say like, oh, you're a Kemba fan? Name three of his albums. <laughs> no it it is a contract year he probably won't be on the hornets again because somebody's going to offer him more money to lead a an actual playoff team but he's an elite company right now you know harden Giannis, lebron durant he's up there with them so my question to you is can you think of any in any sport any other sort of under the radar 
superstars who suddenly hit the mainstream and exploded? I don't know if I can think of... Well, my first... When I when I kind of thought of this, I don't know if he's kind of exploded. I think he will this year. Because the main star on that team's gone. And I think it's Anthony Rendon on the Nationals. Bryce isn't gone yet. He's gone. <laughs> he's as good as gone, but he's not gone. Yeah. But Anthony Rendon is going to be like... Everyone's going to be like, oh, he's really good all of a sudden. It's like, no, he's been really good. Anthony Rendon is, he's very good. And he's been very good for a long time. It's funny because I think like his peripherals are amazing. And I think that's why real baseball fans love him so much. Where he's like, you know, Anthony Rendon has the best war in the league. (laughs) (laughs) It's like how... um, quietly adrian beltray was the best player in the league every year (laughs) (laughs) but you're right i think like this year when he's the best player on the nationals everybody's gonna notice so that's kind of like i think that's like a good kind of like under the radar like breakout guy like kind of kimba walker-esque has uh rendon ever been an all-star he has, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has. But everyone's like, Bryce Harper is going to be the MVP of the team, or he's going to... And then it's kind of like, but Rendon's actually been better. Yeah, Rendon quietly bats like 295, 300. And... and then hits like 25 home runs and plays great defense. Yeah, very consistent like 2020 <laughs> guy and plays great defense. You're right, it's... He's like, you know, he's like Beltre or like Adam Jones, except he's, you know, he's only like 28, right? So, yeah, so he's he's there. But yeah, yeah. yeah, So watch out. Anthony Rendon stock on the rise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Buy Rendon jerseys. (laughs) Actually, it's his contract year. So don't wait for the sale. Yeah. (laughs) When he goes to a different team. Yeah. Wait until he uh... or he, he stays with the Nationals. I don't know. The Nationals aren't good at keeping star players. I know. It's kind of... Well, they have to defer all that money. Like, Max Scherzer's making, like, $300 million or $200 million, but, like, that contract goes till he's, like, 67. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A lot of faith in the dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Max Scherzer is one of the best in the league but he's also like he has this weird contract with the nationals where they're gonna be paying him like 10 million dollars a year for the rest of his life yeah like basically after he retired because <laughs> <laughs> that's what they decided to do yeah i mean it's deferred wor- money i mean technically it's worked out for him the team's worse but he's performing yeah so yeah but yeah can you think of any like uh of the like low-key stars who only hipster fans like yeah um so in football um on the green bay packers their running back aaron jones he's very good and i think not a lot of people notice because they have aaron Rodgers and because the packers have such poor play calling with mike mccarthy (laughs) (laughs) but aaron jones is you know he's kind of uh he's like that packers running back that they like like eddie lacy where he's like kind of mm-hmm. bigger and he's very fast and very strong but he can catch too he's pretty 
he's pretty damn good and he's got moves he's got moves on the outside so i think aaron jones is definitely gonna be uh one of the bigger stars um (laughs) going forward um also in the nfl uh detroit lions wide receiver kenny galladay is awesome I've mentioned I I like wrote him down as a name to like talk about. Did you really? Yeah. Well, first of all, he's got a really cool name. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Calladay. <laughs> Second, he's he's low key really, really really good. He's you know he's kind of a burner. Like he's mostly a deep threat, but he can be a possession receiver too. And he's enormous. Like he's so strong. Um, there's one clip of him where. Stafford threw an interception, and the uh, D-back was running, and Galladay just laid him out. <laughs> so you're like, oh, wow, maybe this guy could play corner, too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Kenny Galladay um, is definitely worth watching. Glad he knows that. Yeah. And also, I think in basketball, it's like probably, because basketball is so top-heavy, that like you, a lot of great players go unnoticed on some of the worst teams because you just don't even watch them. So, <laughs> so ever since uh, Robert Covington got traded to the Timberwolves for Jimmy Butler, he's been low-key one of the best defensive players in the league. <laughs> so Robert Covington, too, might also kind of be a star. <laughs> but he's in Minnesota. Yeah, he's not in Philly anymore. Um, it's also worth talking about one player who went mainstream, but was in the league for five years, largely unnoticed. And that is uh, one Steph Curry. Who? Seth Curry. Oh, Seth Curry. <laughs> on, the, on the trailblazers. No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being serious. Like... You know, Steph was, like, the in college, he was the national scoring leader on Davidson, which is, like, a small school in North yeah. Carolina, so nobody noticed. And then he was just, like, kind of this small, skinny kid who uh, got drafted by the Warriors in the first round. And for five years, uh, nobody really paid much attention. Like, everybody was like, oh, wow, Steph's really good. Um, the Warriors are going to be good this year. And, you know, they made the playoffs a couple times. They had the dreaded Western Conference eighth seed, which <laughs> always sucks. But then, you know, like, they built themselves up. They fired Mark Jackson, hired Steve Kerr. And now, you know, everybody notices Steph. And he's kind of low-key changed the game of basketball with his crazy chucking style from half court. <laughs> and he's, you know one of the best players in the league. So, you know, there's something to this being fans of the player that nobody really pays attention to because that player might blow up one day. And then you look really smart. And then you looked really smart. Or if you, like, just jump on their bandwagon, you look like an asshole. (sighs) Just laying (laughs) it out there. (laughs) So I'm definitely an asshole for... uh, (laughs) <laughs> for, ju- for just paying attention to Kemba Walker now, Max although I did for Walker. Although I did pay attention to him in college, well, that's because he was on 
that UConn team. That was so awesome. But <laughs> <laughs> still, I, uh, you know, I think there's something to it. You know, if he's on a James Harden too, you know, James Harden was just a six man in Oklahoma city. And then he goes to the Rockets and now he's a league MVP. So, you know, there's something to it. Maybe he's on a different team next year and he's killing it or, um, or he stays with the Hornets and he's just kind of a big fish in a small pond for the rest of his career. <laughs> and he puts up cool highlights. Or a, a big hornet in a small nest. There you go. Nice work there. That was, that was clever. You're on one today. <laughs> <laughs> I did a thing. You did a thing. Okay, now to talk about some of the more woeful NBA players. Cyrus, I think you have <laughs> some uh, some sad details on what's going on with Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard had a really rough week. <laughs> he had like a, a very complicated Twitter harassment beef call out. I don't know how to describe it, but someone... Who identifies as a man identifies as a man yes okay um has accused dwight howard of harassment and abusive behavior and Jesus. it turns out that they're claiming that they were sleeping together and then he has like filmed himself apparently calling someone who he claims is Dwight Howard and yelling at him. It's very complicated. It's very complicated. And obviously we don't know if it's true. Uh, but then a couple days later, Dwight Howard uh, had to have um, gluteal surgery. So it's butt <laughs> surgery. That, I'm sorry, that's not, that's not funny. Like, if if you need surgery in like any excretory or genitalia area it's not funny it's serious and i'm not just saying that because cyrus and i have a friend who's going through that process right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he needs butt surgery um so maybe this all explains why he hasn't been a great free thrower shooter but <laughs> but yeah he's had a really rough week Besides the whole like crazy embarrassment thing being publicly shame you know shared online, um, and then he he uh, may be out for a couple of months. Um, <laughs> I guess like standing on the bench. Standing on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, because he can't sit. Yeah, I mean you have to. You can't. You know. We don't know how in depth the surgery is. So I want to circle back to the harassment scandal. Do you think there's any truth to it? I don't know. I mean, Dwight Howard does have a lot of sex. Uh, but a lot of basketball players have a lot of sex. Who knows if but any he, of it he is has like, homosexual. He has, though. like, 11 kids. Yeah, but, like... What I'm saying is, like, I could... I mean, like, if... Dwight Howard you're... seems like a very sexual person if he's having 11 kids. So, like, you know, it's not out of, like, the realm of possibilities. Yeah, I guess, you know, we're not willing to put labels on Dwight Howard right now, but... yeah. You know, if a if a man slipped in there, I guess it wouldn't be surprising, huh? Yeah, good for him for exploring his sexuality. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but do you think there's any truth to this harassment case? I mean, it's just someone online, like, you know. I, I it's that, that's that's the perfect phrase yeah. to describe it's just someone online but that's kind of what it is cause <laughs> the videos too that were like showing evidence of this was just like him yelling at someone on speakerphone and saying you did this dwight you did this dwight and it was like i don't think that's enough evidence to prove any of this is going on yeah so I mean, but then again, like, why would someone come forward and do all this? Who knows? So I think it's kind of, it's a little murky. <laughs> it's a little murky. I'm, uh, in this case, I'm going to say the jury is out until there's some sort of proof or some sort mm -hmm. of statement from Dwight Howard saying, yes, this is true. Um, yeah. Although, I mean, I think you can see it from both like sides, like. You know, Dwight Howard probably had to, if this is true, had, you know, like, it's not like men's sports is the most accepting culture in the world. So if this is oh, true, absolutely you know, not. he would definitely want to keep something like this, like, silent and would probably, like, have people, like, call and, like, you know, try to keep this, you know, silent. But also, too, it's, you know, it's kind of like out of nowhere. So what do you do? Dwight Howard is a ridiculous and comical human being. Um, so I think a weird harassment story like this is kind of in step with his character. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> like, he's just kind of... I don't know. Like, I'm... Like, I said, like, you know, I'd like to see it. But I'm, I'm, I'm willing... I'm, I've changed my mind. I'm willing to believe yeah. this. <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah, it's it's one of the weirder, like, uh, sports controversies. Yeah. It was kind of like, I think a lot of people were like, oh, Dwight Howard's still playing in the NBA. Dwight Howard needs surgery. Oh, and Dwight Howard is also being accused of this very messy... This messy online thing. I think it was yeah. a lot. It was a wake up call for a lot of people who have forgotten about Dwight Howard. I think it's something where uh, it's kind of like on Seinfeld <laughs> when uh, George was talking about how like the way he uh, like dates women is he like sort of gets in their head and you think Costanza. <laughs> and you just kind of get it stuck in your head. That's Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is the equivalent of that, where he's yeah. just always kind of stuck in your head. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been it's been a rough couple of years for Dwight Howard, but uh, last week was pretty rough. It's been a rough decade for Dwight Howard. Yeah. So thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. All right, let's uh, take a break and we'll come back with our final segment. We're back with our final segment and cyrus and i have a disagreement that's uh it's just going to be cyrus hating something again Woo! <laughs> and this week we're uh discussing a physical activity that i have I, I started to 
get into it when I lived in DC, but now I've really gotten into it since moving to LA. And it is hiking and going on long nature walks outside. So Cyrus, why don't you kick us off? I just don't see the point of hiking and going on long walks outside. <laughs> why not? It's good. It's fresh air, views, exercise. It's it's oh come on. It, it's it's fresh air in like a city. If you're hiking in a city, like DC has hiking trails and that's not real fresh air. You take a drive outside the city though. You go to like a nature trail. That's But why so it's just you're spending like an hour to get there. You're commuting to go hiking. Then you got to spend like 3 hours hiking. And then you got to drive back. That's like 5 hours of your day. I would make the argument like I would be like, oh, well, that's just because you live in D.C. and, like, I live in L.A. And, like, L.A. has, like, some great views and some great views that are close. But, you know, I've been to Harper's Ferry. I've been to the Billy Goat Trail. <laughs> like, I've been to Difficult Run. Like, what? Like Sky Meadows. Like, there are some beautiful trails, like, 30 minutes outside the city. I just, but I don't get... I don't get the point. It's just, you're just doing something to do something. You're, you're getting fresh air and exercise, and you're going to see some beautiful shit that's, like, right near you. That's pretty cool. But, you, like, I don't know. You could see beautiful shit is subjective, first of all. Oh, do you not find nature majestic? No, it can be, but I think also nature can be a little overrated at times. Jeez, wow. <laughs> We're being honest here. That tree's not beautiful, it's just a tree. You're you're really a city kid, aren't you? I really am. If I don't hear noises like sirens and stuff when I'm sleeping, I get stressed. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> pure silence really scares me. Jeez, man. Yeah, but it's like... I don't know, like, hiking, hiking just never appeals to me. I think also, too, because I knew if I if I go hiking, you know, I've seen movies, and the city kid who decides to go hiking for a day, you know, that's a horror movie waiting to happen. I've done it a million times, and nothing horrible has ever happened. But that's why they're waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... How do you get physical activity that is not in the gym? I go to the gym. Outside of the gym. Like, do you do anything fun that is, like, outdoors and is sort of, like, working you? No, I just go to the gym. Well, isn't that boring? Like, don't you want to... No, that, that's, nor that's fine for me. Don't you want to, like, play an intramural sport or, like, go rock climbing or some shit like that? no no i don't like meeting new people <laughs> okay but like alone like what about like biking or something yeah no biking seems dangerous so really this isn't just i also hate bikers we can also talk about that some other time <laughs> so this isn't uh just the vilification of hiking in the outdoors this is a vilification of pretty much all physical activity no, see, I like the gym. I like going to the gym. Um, well, what do you like about the because gym? Because 
I like the gym because I'm I'm paying to go to the gym, and that guilt trips me to go to the gym. That's a shitty reason. I know, but it works. <laughs> if I if I was like, oh, I'm just gonna hike for everything, I'd go outside for like ten minutes and then come home. So you're not committed to getting to the top of the mountain. No, I'm committed to seeing the top of the mountain from a distance. Preferably on a flat plane. That's ridiculous. There's there's something so visceral about like getting to the top after you worked your ass off to get there. Oh my god. No, I can't. No, I don't see it. This is also really random, but this is this is a huge tangent. Right. But I think you're gonna enjoy it. Oh, lay it on me. Okay. So one time I was up at like three AM and I got on like the Mount Everest Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. And then I started clicking on all the people who died on Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. And then I saw like you like they're, they're still there. Their bodies are like landmarks now. Anyway, then I went on Reddit and like went to Mount Everest Reddit, which is a thing. And everyone there who who like claims to climb the mountain or is really into it keeps calling Mount Everest her. Oh, that's kind of gross. <laughs> and they're all like you haven't experienced till you've like really met her and like seen her up close and like climbed her. So that's also, I think that's also why I don't like hiking. Cause I read that and I was like, fuck these people. Yeah. I, I feel that that's like people who like, no, like people who named their boats and stuff like that. Yeah. Those are people who are like too into hiking. Okay. Well, I'm clearly not going to change your mind here and I'm going to, no. but I will pass judgment on you for it. Go for it. I don't go for it. I don't care. I think I think nature's kind of overrated. All right. Well, if more people had my my opinion, we just kind of accept where the world's going, and we wouldn't get so sad. Make the most of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're so gross. I gotta like. I I gotta you know. I gotta hold on to the little bit of like land that's left for me. Don't, but what I'm saying is, go enjoy that land. Don't be sad that it's gonna die soon. Oh, I'm not sad, but, like, I'd like to experience it while it's still here. I get that. I get that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think just, you know, I went to, I I did, like, the whole national park thing, and I think, like, it was cool at first, and then you're, you know, you're there for a couple days, and then you're just kind of like, eh, you know? Yeah. No, I- It's clean. I, I I guess. I, I like I can spend all week in a national park, but you know, that's just I need me. some I need some dirty cities to like <laughs> change balance my, it out. Yeah, to like really to really increase my my appreciation of nature. Oh. That's a that's a rough take, but you know what? You're allowed to have it. Well thanks. <laughs> You want to do pop culture recommendations? Sure, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, I saw Disobedience recently. Ooh. Um, it's a really beautiful film about a woman who returns to her Orthodox Jewish community in England when her father dies. And she sort of rekindles a relationship with 
um, one of her childhood best friends who's now married to her other childhood best childhood best friend and it's the reason she left like she was kind of shunned because it was a lesbian relationship and she was considered the the bad influence so she left her father dies she comes back they start to do it and then like the husband is just like shit like this sucks and the orthodox jewish community is like these women are together and they're not making babies. That was my best Hasid impression. <laughs> anyway, I'm giving a horrible summary, but it's a really beautiful film with some really great performances. And this is going to be mostly male fantasy stuff, but a very hot sex scene between Rachel Weiss and Rachel McAdams. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they... <laughs> they were really hoping for no it's a great film and it really touches a lot on like expectations in the orthodox jewish community and how it's kind of in the stone ages a little bit like all religious communities and it, it it's slow but it's well written it's kind of like a play i i really like it and i think it's a great film so disobedience worth seeing how about you I read a weird book. Oh. It's called The Butchering Art, and it's about Victorian era surgery. Oh, Jesus. Specifically really? about a Victorian era surgeon. A sur- sur- <laughs> Why do you like these books? Surgeon named Joseph Lister. Because it's weird. It's weird. Like, it's it's not also like, I'm not into the whole like, like them describing everything i think it's just funny it's like so the the background is like joseph lister was an up-and-coming surgeon and a time when like surgery was like frowned upon as a thing to do as a career and his whole claim to fame was there might be germs in the air causing infections oh he was right wasn't he yeah, but like the like in the book they have like all these other, you know, surgeons who are like trying to disprove him and it's just so funny to read it. Mm. It's like people are just like, "No, like infected pus is just the natural healing process." That's uh, man, I don't know how I feel about that. It's a good book. I would really recommend it. It gets gross at times, but it's a good book. Um, yeah, the butchering art. Okay. Well, I've been I've been reading some weird shit this year. Yeah. Uh, did you? Uh, I think I recommended it here. Did you read that book, Aroused? About no, like I, I the discovery of endocrinology and hormones. It, they like do a lot of like testicle amputation and then like reattachment on like dogs i think you'd that would you'd be into it well i read that book it was um charlatan right yeah yeah it was about the guy who who for like 40 years was just selling selling goat testicles into people in the u.s (laughs) in the 1900s yeah it's very recent yeah like this is just fascinating it's recent enough it's fascinating yeah Yeah. so that's my you know read the butchering art you'll you'll experience 
pain and an overwhelming feeling of thank god someone figured this out <laughs> good to know yeah okay let's uh wrap it up you can no, I... yeah you can uh you can listen to us on soundcloud or subscribe to us on itunes if you do subscribe to us on itunes please comment and rate us because that shoots us up towards the top and before we leave, we'd like to wish a um, we like to wish luck in surgery and a speedy recovery to our friend Gary Satoli. Gary, we're with you. <laughs> Godspeed. Godspeed. Godspeed.